Yo, 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 welcome to Tapping Sports, a sports podcast unlike any other podcast around. That's right, because it's about two of the greatest things on this planet, sports and beer. I am your host, Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. Here with my partner, my friend, Mr. Owen 2 this weekend, best bets. Mr. Man. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. What's going on, Ben? You had to bring that up already, huh? Double to. double hit on this this <laughs> week. Um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a pretty week for my uh, best bets, but I'm coming back strong this week, damn it. There um, you go. That's the attitude. Man, football was great today. Uh, football was decent today. Um, the sports were great yesterday, man. That was that was quite the sports day. Um, Hell yeah. How, how are you doing? Man, I'm awesome. Stoked to be here as always. Uh, you know, we saw the return of college football, which is like one of my favorite pastimes. So, yep. you know, watching uh, some college football with my daughter yesterday and you know, that's how I was raised with my grandpa. So that brought back some good memories. And then we've been do- just big weekend in sports, man. I'm just really excited to jump into this show with everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm sipping before- on some. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. You go no, ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, before we jump into those sports, I want to know what you're drinking tonight because we've been talking about this one uh, for a little while. Yeah, man. So, you know, the past couple of weeks I've gotten into Tonight Creek, which is a local brewery out here. I've really been trying to like venture off and find other breweries. But, um, you know, Vegas is kind of not a big spot for craft brew. So it's really like the local breweries and then everything else is kind of good luck. Yeah. Um, so I found a, a double IPA, tropical double IPA from a brewery outside of Nevada in um salt lake city utah okay. so i was like all right i'm gonna try it so i'm sipping on that it's the hop rising tropical double ipa from squatters brewery out of salt lake utah um it's a nine percent so if i start stuttering at the end you know why <laughs> yep. but i'm gonna try and pace myself but you know me i'm not really good at that so <laughs> it's all right man what are you sipping on yeah, so uh, I I decided to go with uh, you know two beers that is is gonna really support the heat out here that we're going through. I know our heat is nothing like your heat, but you know, damn, nineties ninety plus in California, it's it's hot for me. So uh, oh, the wow. first beer I'm drinking is a uh, New World Ales beer. It's called Air Kolsch Two. Um, I just I love the can. It's got the uh, you know the dog in the baseball jersey, and you know there's a, a really cool story behind this brewer. Um, it kind of hits close to home. He used to be a teacher. Uh, decided that you know probably just like I was, you can't can't make a living in the Bay Area as a, a teacher. So nope. he decided to turn the tables. He went to the UC Davis uh, Master Brewer School and uh, started a brewery. You know, up in Davis. Uh, sorry, this one's in yeah, up in Davis. Juan, did you and, say UC uh, Davis has a school for brewing beer? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, all right. and all like a ton of the brewers in this area have gone through that master brewers program, and sorry, this is not my beer out of Davis, but he did go to UC Davis. This is my beer from San Jose, and the really cool thing about this one is that they uh, they grow their own hops uh, in San Martin, which is about you know oh, ten wow. to fifteen minutes out of San Jose, uh, and they only use their hops. So do they have I, like I a? Uh, was... I'm sorry, do they have like a tap room in San Jose too? Is yep. that the one downtown on uh, 2nd Street? No. 
Okay. No, that that's uh, Camino, uh, which is another another good one that I I need to go and get some beers from. Maybe maybe that's next week. I, I got some beers planned for next week, but maybe the week after. All right. So. All right. But my second beer uh, is uh, is Dunlow Brewing. It's called Mental Thoughts, and this is the beer out of Davis. Um, okay. So it was a uh, a brewer who used to be at Sudworks, and I love Sudwork beer, so I'm a big fan of that. I'm excited for this one. Um, and you know, doing my research, it, it kind of goes through the uh, you know the normal love for brewing, and you know, building that into a a full time brewery. And you know, I love their style. They don't have any specific beers that they grow up, They have going out on tap. It's whatever the brewer feels like making. So that's whatever dope. he's into, that's going to be up on there. So That's dope. And I think this is a big time like to support your local breweries too, like going through all the, you know, the coronavirus, the pandemic, and like a lot of breweries like haven't been able to function fully and are like losing money. So now's like a good time i feel like for everybody to go out check out your local breweries and like just support your local community oh yeah definitely and you know some of the great things is that yes their tap rooms aren't necessarily open but you can order that beer online just go pick it up you can have a beer outside there and and head back so you know it's uh you know yes it's not ideal but you can still get your fresh beers out there so everybody go check out your local breweries man in vegas they're about to open up fully yeah yeah that's good for you. Get to go out and, and check out those breweries. So just wear that mask. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but hey, lose some lose lose some listeners, uh, gain some listeners. But all right, so it is time to see what happens in week three of the NFL season. But before oh. we do that, man, we are going to we're going to give a preview of all of the upcoming week's action in our other podcast, APR aka the annexation of puerto rico podcast i gotta give a shout out to those little giants again um so you know dropping this thursday uh, it's going to be our second episode and jordan and i are going to discuss the week three i'm sorry the week four actions with steady eddie and our boy puddles who was two and oh in his best bets uh we were not so much yes. uh but uh we touch on each game of the week and uh, have a fun fantasy draft, place our bets best, so uh, definitely give it a listen. Alright, so let's hop into this week's NFL action. It was uh, some interesting football being played. Uh, a lot of, uh, I think what we all thought was going to happen, happened, and a lot of uh, questions left open this week, but let's start with uh, Thursday night. We had Jacksonville and Miami. Um, if you listen to APR last week, all four of us had Jacksonville in this game, which was kind of code to fade it. Yeah. And of co- of course, uh, the Dolphins came out. Um, they won the game. Fitzmagic was uh, 160 yards, two touchdowns on 18 to 20 passing. Minshew, on the other hand, kind of struggled a little bit. Only 275, one interception, one fumble. What did you think of the game, Ben? Yeah, it was definitely Fitz magic and not Minshew magic. Uh, but, you know, Minshew was still no slouch. I mean, he was 30 for 42, not great. 275 yards, not great. But if he didn't have those two turnovers, you know, that that I think that's what really hurt the, uh, you know, the Jags here. Um James Robinson looked really good. Um, I know he's not going to be an elite running back, but, man, he definitely made him a name he out of himself. Of, he had a lot of garbage. I mean, they were playing down the whole game. Yeah. And a lot of that was because they 
couldn't move the ball efficiently, and they kept giving Miami short fields. Um, I thought a bit. My one of my biggest takeaways is I, I talked about it on APR too. I was like, you know, Jacksonville's twelfth in the league in offense. They're like really moving the ball against some good defenses, and Miami kind of was able to contain them like a lot. And Gardner Minshew couldn't even push the ball downfield, which was a yep. huge problem in that game. They kind of just kept sitting on the short stuff, letting them take the underneath and just not letting them drive down the field. Yeah. And when it's that dink and dunk football, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, the, you know, the Dolphins D definitely, you know, they, they took that deep coverage away and, mm-hmm. you know, it really, uh, it really showed in, I mean, what, I think his longest pass was what, 25 yards. Like that's, that's not great. Yeah, no, it wasn't great at all. And, I mean, they really weren't really able to do anything on offense. I mean, to be honest, a lot of their points came in the fourth quarter. I mean, a lot of their yards came in the fourth quarter when they were down three scores already. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I was just surprised that, like, we all came into that game, um, we all being on APR, saying, like, yo, we all like Jacksonville. It was kind of the complete opposite. So, you know, where do you look from at Jacksonville now as a team? Like, because uh, I personally, I feel like Jacksonville is who I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. to start the year but it took two games like they had two phenomenal games and then last week is kind of what i expected yeah um i was shocked the way that they came out of the gate uh, this season um you know i i don't think i'm quite at the you know riding off the jags yet but it, you know it's getting close um you know they've got a, a tough ne- couple next games coming up and uh you know these next three weeks would really you know make or break I mean, make or break for a lot of teams here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Jacksonville is one of those teams that does need to tank. Like, obviously, they have a lot of missing pieces. Yep. I don't know. That's kind of what I got from that. But uh, the next game, Seattle versus Dallas, that was kind of a shootout. Um, That's kind of what we expected in that one as well with two of the worst defenses in the league and obviously the Cowboys were banged up but um, Seattle took that one 38-31 Russell Wilson had five touchdown passes 315 yards and uh, Dak Prescott 472 uh, yards but he had two interceptions to go along with three touchdowns what did you think of that game yeah I mean uh, the fucking Russell fucking Wilson that's what I thought of this game um you know, five touchdowns and setting the record for uh, most touchdowns in the first three games, uh, 14. I think Mahomes had it last year or the year before with 13. Uh, so uh, just an outstanding start. If it wasn't for Russ, I don't think the Seattle Seahawks would be at 3-0 and right now. Um, I was uh, I was impressed with Ty Lockett, man. Um, he, he showed up today um, and, you know, filling that, that second – threat hole that uh you know Metcalf and Russ have is gonna be huge I mean over oh, what 100 yards today with three touchdowns and you know Russ and Metcalf is beautiful but now having that uh locket afterwards that that really opens up the uh you know the the backfield to you know two great you know attacking wide receivers Carson Carson got hurt at the end of that game though so I don't know what the diagnosis was on that but it didn't look very good no it didn't look good at all and Metcalf could have had a second touchdown he had like a 65 yard catch and then he got cocky at the end and uh Diggs was able to knock it out of the back of the end zone for a touchback so yeah that was a big momentum swing in that game um that's just poor play management though 
Yeah, like, definitely, definitely. But he's a young guy, and he yeah. has a guy like Russ on his team to kind of help him. And I, I mean, what you alluded to earlier, Russell Wilson. I mean, by far and away the best quarterback in the NFC right now. Definitely in the NFC West, which is you know the only division in football that has all four teams over five hundred right now. Yeah. Um, but my biggest question is like, can he? Can the Seattle Seahawks continue to win like this? Because, I mean, he can't just keep throwing for three hundred fifty yards and five touchdowns a game. Like that's just that's unrealistic to put on somebody. I mean, maybe he is that kind of guy that can do that. But at some point, his defense has to step up, man. Like, they cannot continue to win football games like this. Um, On the other side, Dallas, I mean, Dak Prescott, again, looked good, was able to move the ball, made a couple bad throws. But in the end, he was able to, like, officially move that offense down. I mean, you score 31 points in the NFL, you should win the game. Yep. Um, Yeah, And I was... And I talked about it uh, last week. I said, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, their whole defense is kind of banged up. Like, this is going to be a shootout. And last team that has a ball wins. And basically yeah, the last team that won the ball won. Hey, I didn't see that Adams uh, injury where he, I think he pulled his groin. Um, did you catch that? I is didn't. That be um, I, he, I mean, he was moving around on the sidelines, so I can't expect that it's gonna be long term and it seemed like he was trying to get back in the game too like i think that's why he was upset on the sidelines so yeah i didn't catch that play of the game i was uh flipping back and forth between the cardinals as well yep so i didn't catch that one but we'll get an update on that and if you check out apr we'll probably definitely know what's going on with it and we'll have some thoughts on it but let's move on to sunday night uh, we had a great game between Ooh, two Hall wee. of Fame quarterbacks, uh, yep. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. Packers came into the game 2-0. and Saints came into the game 1-1 one and with a loss Monday night against the Las Vegas Raiders. And, uh, you know, what was your thoughts on this game? Green Bay took it home 37-30, but what would you take away? Yeah, uh, the the Raiders, or the Raiders, excuse me, uh, the Rodgers tour is in full force, man. Um, only made a few, yeah, I wouldn't even say stupid throws tonight, but maybe questionable. Um, you know, and, and on the other side, I thought, you know, Breeze was okay. Um, man, Kamara is outstanding. Uh, yep. You know, a running back with 13 receptions, 139 yards with two touchdowns. He really like, kept them in the game, man. Oh, yeah, especially with Michael Thomas out, like, that's that is what they need someone to to do come in and make these big plays that you know they're losing so you know it was I mean, that's what was, you pay him to do yeah you know, absolutely and they paid him big this uh this off season so he's playing up to that contract and you know it was it, it was a great game man edge of, edge of the seat what what do you think about it man it was a it was a good game. Um, I liked the Packers plus three. The line moved to three and a half right before the game, and I hammered the plus three and a half because yeah. I had a good feeling about this game because what I've seen from Drew Brees uh, the first two games and even heading into last year, like he can't really push the ball downfield. He couldn't do it tonight either. He was better, but they were really just dinking and dunking. I mean, Kamara had 139 yards, and I would assume 100 of that was on the ground. Yeah. You know, at least, oh, no. at, at least, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at least catch, 90, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah, at least 90 oh, yeah. on the ground. Yep. So that kind of takes away from like really throwing the ball. Cause I mean, Kamara was basically doing all the work. Um, but I mean, here we are again, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's probably the most talented quarterback, uh, I've ever seen up until I saw Patrick Mahomes, but yep. now he has, now he has a great, uh, run offense dude behind him. 
And when you give a quarterback, especially a great quarterback, a run a run game like that, mm-hmm. they're so much more deadly. And we're seeing it. And we saw it on the last touchdown of tonight because he was really able to sell that uh, fake. And the whole Saints defense bit on the rush. And then yep. he just pulled it out and tossed it to a wide open receiver wide in the back open. of the end zone. Yep. So you give a guy like that a run game like this. And we saw it last year, too. The Packers had a great run game. But they were, they're number one in the rush this year. Aaron Rodgers still killing it. He's still the baddest man on the planet. Uh, The Packers are definitely my NFC favorite right now, if I were to call it. Yeah, they are looking at that offense is incredible. Hey, before we move to the the Monday night game, I do want to ask you what, you know, what's down doubts or or surprises did you see from, you know, all those other, you know, didn't quite make primetime games? Man, the Bears are the worst 3-0 team I've ever seen in my life. Facts. they are literally like three drives away from being 0-3. Uh, they did move to Foles today, which I think is a positive move and is definitely going to benefit them going forward. Yep. But, I mean, we saw the Falcons choke away another game today against the Bears. Um, that was my biggest takeaway is that, really, they are the worst 3-0 team. Like, I do not expect them to be one of those top teams come the end of the year. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because, you know, I'm, I'm going on the other side of this is – what the hell is wrong with Atlanta, man? I know you were high on them at the beginning of the year. I think you had them winning the division. I did. I, I mean, they're only still they're still in the division though. True. Very true. But like, that's they've had some just like bonehead plays, and they're not even thinking. And you know, they. I mean, there were a couple times today. It's just like, are you a professional team? Like, come Plus, on, let's I get mean, it going. Their, their defense. W- I mean, you have a 16-0 lead, dude, with six minutes left. Like, yeah. in the NFL, you should win that football game. Yeah. Their defense is, like, they're blown coverages all around. I know that they were hurt. They had their starting cornerback out today, but still, that's no excuse for blowing another lead. Yeah. I mean, Dan Quinn, at some point, you have to hold the head coach responsible. Like, you cannot do that in this league, bro. You, they should easily be 2-1 and one right now and in first place of that division. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Uh, are it's you crazy. putting them on the uh, – well, you're, you're still high on them, I was going to say. Are you putting them on their auto-fade list? But... No, absolutely not because they should be 2-1 technically. They, I mean, they, it took history two times in a row, two weeks in a row for them to lose. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds of that happening? I know I said that last week, but and it happened again. But, I mean, what are the odds of that con- to continue to happen? They still have a dynamic offense, able to move the ball. Calvin Ridley looks am- amazing. I just have to say, my my auto fade list is uh, getting pretty long after week it three. It is growing. But, yeah. It is growing. Yeah, another big thing today is was injuries. We had a lot of significant injuries again this week. Uh, Chase Young, Chris Carson, like we talked earlier, Adams. Um, you know, uh, Browns took or sorry, uh, uh, Bears took a hit with Tariq Cohen. You know, they're kind of running back specialist, I guess I'd say, uh, getting out. Yeah. Um, you know, we got another Niners wide receiver out. You know, Chris Goodwin as well. Who got hurt so, on the Niners? Uh, Jordan Reed, another oh. knee. It looks like going into uh, going into the end zone. So oh, it's it's going to be tough. But good good win today. It was a team that we needed to beat. So, bro, I don't know how the Niners get so lucky. Like they <laughs> yeah. get all these injuries and then they play the Jets. The Giants. And we got the Eagles, the Eagles next week. Eagles next week. Yeah. <laughs> who else? Do they play the Dolphins after that? The Rams. That the could Rams. be a tough one. So. 
especially how they came back today against the Bills. Man, whew, I was sweating the end of that game. Yeah, so another crazy thing is it really took like a phantom penalty call for the Bills to even win that game. I mean, that yeah. pass interference call was called in the end zone. I didn't see no pass interference. I mean, Questionable, yeah. yeah. That was crazy, man. The, the Rams could very easily be 3-0 and right now. Yep. All right, man, well, let's yeah. move on to uh, tomorrow night's game, or tonight's game, I should say, as this is released on uh, Monday. We got the... The Kansas City Chiefs, reigning champions, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they're heading into Baltimore. Baltimore laying three and a half points as of now at home. Uh, also 2-0. and Who do you like in this game? This is a tough one, man. Um, I'm going to lean, lean Ravens here. Um, you know, as I said on APR, I really wish this was later in the uh, – in the the season, maybe week twelve, and you know it'd Crazy. be a, a completely different story. Um, I really like that Ingram Jackson, you know, dual run threat. I think that's going to play a, a huge, huge uh, role in this game. We uh, we saw Kansas City, you know, have a little bit of an inability to adapt to you know a new QB last week when they played the Chargers. So you know we do know that that Kansas City does have those holes. I mean, granted they are going to be you know they they have a full week to uh, you know to to get Lamar and you know Ingram under you know under their belt. But you know I'm I'm leaning on Kansas City. I, I'm I'm guessing you're going the other way here. Yeah, I'm stretching for this one right here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, right. I I love the Chiefs, uh, especially three and a half. Because, I mean, even regardless, I think this is a really close game. But Kansas City, Andy Reid, 2-0 and against Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson only completing 51% of his passes against the Chiefs compared to 64% against everybody else. The Chiefs are just that kind of team that they really put pressure on you. Um, and I thought last week was kind of an anomaly. I think the Chargers prepped really hard for that game, in division game, and they started Herbert right before the game. So the Chiefs literally had zero tape on Herbert because yeah. there was no preseason. <laughs> and there was and no then, tape. So <laughs> and, Exactly. And then you saw today Herbert wasn't as good against the Panthers, right? Because yeah. the Panthers had tape on him. So I, I think the Chiefs right here, I think this is a bounce back, even though they won last week. They're better than they were last year. Uh, their defense is a little banged up, but their offense is still going to put up a ridiculous amount of points. It's going to yep. pressure John Harbaugh to make decisions again like they've made him make before and he's failed. Yep. So I like the Chiefs catching the three and a half points. I like them even the on the money line. Patrick Mahomes, don't ever fucking bet against that man. Best quarterback on the planet. Nobody's better. He will go down as the best quarterback to ever play this game as well. Yep. Yeah, well, I'm I'm betting against him, so bam. All right, we have the MLB postseason playoffs coming up this week, starting on Wednesday. We don't get any time to uh, take a break in this 60-game shortened season. Man, it's tough to see my Giants not on this list. It was literally up to the, you know, up to the last game today, but uh, would kind of be expected. Man, Jordan, we got the final bracket out. What are your thoughts on these on these uh, series? Man, as an A's fan, 
I kind of got lucky because really, I really just wanted to avoid the Indians in the first round because they can throw Bieber and Plesak games one yep. and two. So there's like a good possibility you could lose games one and two. We drew the White Sox who were having a really good year, but they still have suspect pitching. So yep. obviously in a postseason atmosphere, pitching is like very important. Um you know, the Tampa Bay Rays, the best team in the AL, in the, our very first, one of our first podcasts, I said I like the Tampa Bay Rays to win the AL East. They were, yep. like, one of my favorite teams. Um, and the Indians came through, and, uh, you know, they made the playoffs. They got great starting pitching. The Yankees are kind of hot right now, so that's a very interesting matchup right there. And then the Twins playing the Astros. I um the Twins have just been playing really great baseball, too, and their uh, rotation's underrated. Um, I picked the A's and the Dodgers to, you know, be in the World Series. I changed it up a couple of weeks ago. I said I like the Rays in the in the Dodgers. I'm going to go back to my A's and Dodgers <laughs> just because I have to since they're in it. Um, on the NL side, though, you know, what's your thoughts on the NL? Or, I mean, first of all, what do you think about the AL? Yeah, for the AL, man, it's... <sighs> That, that upper half of that bracket is tough, man. You've got Tampa Bay and Toronto going at it. You've got Cleveland against New York. Man, that Cleveland-New York series is going to be outstanding. Um, you know, I, I really see that as the tough half of the, you know, the wild, the AL wildcard um, series is there. Uh, I, I like how the A's kind of landed. Um, you know, White Sox are going to be tough, you know, going up against Kuchel, you know, that's, that's, that's gonna be difficult anytime he's on the mound, um, but you know the Twins and the Astros are are kind of suspect. I'm really surprised the Astros got in, to be honest, um, with their injuries and all of the bullshit that surrounded the off season. Um, you know, so I I, mean, I really it, like the A's getting to the uh, ALCS here. It Easy. took the it took the Astros to get an AC to get in there. So, yeah. I mean, under normal circumstances, they wouldn't be there. Like, this is a very strange year because, I mean, even in even if it was a normal year, like the White Sox, they were in the first place of the ALCS like a week ago, yeah. and they finished with the seventh seed in normal baseball uh, world. They wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but... You know, the White Sox have those bats where they can make noise. Even though yep. they haven't been hitting very well, like, they still can do that. And, like I said, the Indians, great starting pitching. Obviously, the Yankees, a great depth team. Um, you said the A's, you like them in the ALCS, but is there any sleeper team, any other team you think um, from the bottom three seeds that can really come out and make some noise? Uh, out of the bottom three seeds? Mm, that's that's tough. Uh no, probably not. Um, you know, I don't think really Tor Toronto would be my maybe pick, but you know, as they're going up against Tampa Bay, I don't, I don't think they're going to get past that series. So that's yeah. a tough one. That's definitely a tough one. What are your thoughts on the NL? I mean, the Dodgers are. I mean, I would like them to win the World Series to begin the year. I still like them. Um, just, I mean, obviously they have the most depth, most well-rounded. Uh, in a, I mean, in a five-game series or in a three-game series, especially like anything can happen. Yep. They're going against the Breweries, who I think are a little f a flawed this year, especially with Kane opting out. Um, they're definitely not as good. Their rotation isn't as good. 
Um, and the Padres, man, like the Padres are one of the best teams. Clevenger going down for the year, though, kind of hurts them. I mean, that's Definitely a guy hurts. that they traded to be there to start for him. They don't have a lot of postseason experience either, which I think could play a major factor, which is why I like teams like the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Cubs, um, even the Braves. But my biggest surprise of the NL is like the Marlins getting in, dude. Like, yeah. This is a team that, I mean, let's not even talk about how bad they were last year, 105 losses, but this year they had a huge outbreak to start the year. They had, like, no players. They're, like, grabbing guys from swimming teams and shit, and they were able to win some games. Yep. I, that's that's uh, one of the biggest surprises on my, my side of the NL as well, and that they beat my Giants, man. Um, <laughs> to think that the... Uh, the, hey, the Giants had a good year, though, bro. Oh, better than I expected. Absolutely better than I expected. I had never thought that they were going to be a 500 team. And, you know, at that, I'll take it. Absolutely. But I would have loved that eighth spot. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm with you with L.A. and San Diego. I think those two series are going to be – I think they're going to be quick. Um, you know, I, it's unfortunate where they lined up that they're going to be, you know, playing in the divisional series instead of in the uh, championship series. Um, you know, that bottom half, I think Atlanta is going to be the the best bet to come out of there. Um, you know, the Cubbies, they're a good team, but I don't see that depth, um, you know, in the rotation or in their bats. Marlins are Marlins are the Marlins, and you know the the. Trevor Bauer has been uh, outstanding for the Reds, but I, I just don't see them putting it together over a full series. Um, and, Bro, and I think the Reds, like the Indians, I don't mean to jump in, but I think the Reds, like the Indians, are dangerous because they can go, they can throw Bauer and Sonny Gray games one and two, and it's yep. best of three. Yep. I, I, I think Atlanta's bats are going to light it up. Um you know, but as a Giants fan, you know pitching wins in the postseason. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, I think those clutch bats uh, just come out of Atlanta, and I, I'm taking Atlanta here. That's that's probably going to be it. I think you're right. It's like that Cleveland New York uh, series. Those are going to be really tight series. Those are going to go to the wire, and you know we may see extra innings in every single one of those ball games. So. Hey, it's on the be very on the very first Taproom Sports podcast, yeah, I said my sleeper team in the NL was the Cincinnati Reds. I think I, I called the it. Braves. So, I yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up too. All right, we'll get a sound clip next week. The Cincinnati Reds were my sleeper team, and like I said with the Indians, like. The Indians scared me in the AL because they could throw Bieber, Plesak. The Reds can throw uh, Gray and um, Trevor Bauer, who's going to win the NL Cy Young. And that would scare me if I was a team like Atlanta. Because like you said, Atlanta is the better team in like a five or seven game series. But the fact that they can throw those two guys on games one and two, like they have a very good chance of winning games one and two and moving on to the next round, which they might not win. But because it's a three game series and they could throw those two guys... It's a game changer. Yeah, but I mean that the middle of that lineup, you've got Azuna, you've got oh, um, for sure, you've got uh, uh, that's what I'm Atlanta's obviously got, the better team. Yeah, you've got Freddie Freeman, who's been way hot. Like, ugh, that's that's gonna be tough. That's like I don't see many pitchers, even the greats, being able to go through all three of those, especially if they're 
in order in a lineup. So the Reds are a great pitching team. But what about what do you think about the Padres and Cardinals series? I think that's another one where, like, Padres had a great year, and here, here you go, you get rewarded playing the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, congratulations. Yeah, I, 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 I've been out just surprised by san diego's bats these whole yeah, this whole season so uh but it's tatis be... has kind of slowed down oh absolutely and they've been you know s- sitting a bunch of their players i want to say at least five or six for a long time so they haven't seen that you know that top level of play so game one might be interesting this one could go you know to three um you know i i still like san diego here do you like uh are you are you on the uh San Diego train, or are you St. Louis? I mean, I think that, like, a month ago, I would have definitely taken San Diego, but the fact that, like, Clevenger's out, and Tatis is, like, really, really slowing down this uh, this month. Um, yeah, but you still have got, you know, Davies and Lamette, like, the two outstanding pitchers up there. That's, uh, again, you're, you're looking at that one-two punch, They've but I mean, it. no postseason experience from True. a lot of these guys, yep. and and pitching always wins. And like the Cardinals, I don't like Flaherty's a good pitcher, but it doesn't even matter who they start; they always seem to pitch well in the postseason. Like that's, that's just true. a St. Louis Cardinals kind of thing, dude. Yeah. Um. And, but I mean, they definitely have the more postseason experience, so I kind of lean Cardinals in this series, um, just because I think they got more experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I like these you, lineups, man. Are you still taking the Dodgers in the in the NL? Or as a Giants fan, you can't do that. Huh? you got to take somebody else. You can't, I mean, you can't my take heart's the Padres either. telling me no. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm taking the Dodgers, man. It sucks. It really sucks. Um, <laughs> they're, but they're the best team in the, the NL. Oh, they are. They are. They are. There's no question. By far the best team. Yep. And I'm... Uh, I'm thinking I'm still liking New York, and I also like the A's coming out of the AL, so that's going to be tough. All right, well, let's make, a, let's make ALCS and LCS predictions right now. Who okay. do you have in the ALCS? ALCS, I've got Yankees A's. And, Yankees, A's. Yeah, what about you? I have A's versus Indians. Oh, okay. Okay. What about uh, your NL teams? I got Dodgers versus the Cincinnati Reds. All right, and then I've got Dodgers Braves, so I don't think that was too much of a surprise there. But right, Dodgers Reds, Dodgers Braves. You got Yankees A's. I got A's Indians. Yep. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. All right, um, let's move on because we got a lot more to talk about, and we don't want to make this way too fucking long like a Lord of the Rings novel, but. Um, <laughs> the NBA Conference Finals wrapped up this weekend. Lakers won uh, 4-1 to against the Nuggets. The Heat won 4-2 to against Celtics in a great Eastern Conference battle. Um, so we got the Lakers. LeBron James making his 10th Finals appearance in the last decade. I mean, just an unbelievable athlete. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. Going against a Cinderella story in the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, you know, grind-out type veteran in a grind-out type organization with Eric Spolstra. Just a great uh, story going on here. They shouldn't be here. They probably wouldn't be here in the real world. But here we are, Lakers versus Heat. I'm a little bitter because it's not Lakers versus Bucks. 
<laughs> but I'm very stoked to for this series, man. Who do you got in this series and why? You know, what's your thoughts about the NBA Finals, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have the Lakers taking it, but I think it's going to be a long series. I'm really surprised with the way that the Heat have been playing. Uh, they consistently have five to six players in double digits, sometimes even more. And, you know, that is a well-rounded team. And I think that's where we're going to see a little bit of the pushback on, on the Lakers. We saw them struggle a little bit with Denver's, you know, wide array of attack. And, you know, I think the Heat can bring that, if not more. Uh, so, uh, again, I, I think the Lakers are going to take this. Um, but... Uh, I see this going, you know, six, maybe seven. What do you think? Nah, man, I got Lakers in five. Like, okay. Five. Five games, bro. That's all it's going to take. I just think that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are too much. I like the heat against the Celtics because the Celtics struggled, struggled against length, and they had a guy like Bam Adebayo. And Adebayo was the X factor, exactly what I said was going to happen. But against the Lakers, you got Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is unlike any other big except maybe Giannis. Like they're both seven footers that can protect the rim, uh, dribble. They can they have a variety of into their game, and they're just unlike anything else. But he can like really contain a guy like Bam on the other side, and on the flip, like I don't think Bam can really guard Anthony Davis one on one. And you can't commit more than two defenders to Anthony Davis because then you have to worry about LeBron, LeBron. James. Yeah, yeah, and vice so, versa too. And, yeah, exactly, and vice versa. So it creates matchup nightmares, and we saw it against the Nuggets, dude. Like the Lakers just kept exploiting the mismatch because Anthony Davis or LeBron James always had a mismatch, a mismatch on the stretch. Plus, they play phenomenal defense, especially when LeBron steps up and guards the best player, which he did against Jamal Murray in game uh, three or game four against the Nuggets. He shut down Jamal Murray in that fourth quarter. Like he said, yo, this man's going off. I'm a fucking check him. Y'all get out of my fucking way. And he did it. And when you have a guy like that, it's like, all right, he's going to guard Jimmy Butler. Right. And Jimmy Butler doesn't really, uh, he doesn't really have the ball like that in that offense anyway. So it's not like LeBron's going to be exerting all this energy. And then you have Anthony Davis checking your next best player. Like, who is going to step up? Like, Hero, is he going to step up every game? Is Jay Crowder? Because Jay Crowder kind of cooled down there at the end. He was shooting 50, 52% coming into the series. Um, man, I'm all worked up over this series, bro. Like, I'm so stoked that LeBron's back in the finals. Like, you've known me. Uh, you know, LeBron's one of my favorite players of all time. So, I'm, I'm really I'm really happy for that, man. And I'm just stoked because I think he has a really great chance of winning. And I always said if, if Giannis and the Bucks don't win, I want LeBron James to win this title. And I think it's his time. Let's go, Lakers, in five. Let's do it. All right. We'll, we'll see uh, how those games work out. So you've got five. I've got – I'll commit to six. You've, you've pushed me away from that seven. So I'll, I'll commit to six. But um, we'll, we'll check back in next week what we should have – What? four games done maybe three hey yeah uh it starts on i think wednesday right so yeah we should have three games done wednesday friday yeah three games by next next week yeah i think so beautiful yeah and man we definitely don't have three games left in our stanley cup finals we are on to game six the lightning have a three to two lead over dallas stars 
Uh, man, these last two games have been close. Have you been watching these? Uh, no. <laughs> I I mean I kind of like flipped back and forth last night, but I mean we had college bat, we had college football. I'm sorry, and we had UFC. I was kind of like really engaged in those two. Uh, I mean, you know me, man. NF- NHL is not really my sport except for San Jose, but I have been enjoying what I've been watching. Um, I I picked the Lightning to win in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and so did you. So I mean, I think this is what we kind of both expected. Yeah, at the beginning of the playoffs, I was definitely uh, lightning heavy. Um, you know, I, I at the beginning of this series, I was thinking Stars were going to take it, but you know, the Lightning, you know, have really showed, you know, their their determination, their depth, um, and I was going to say too much depth. Yeah, and even with Stomkos not being in, they're getting support from their, you know, the, from their third and fourth line. That is that something man came that in you for need. three minutes and scored a goal and scored a goal. <laughs> yep, it was beautiful. Um, I hope he didn't hurt himself too much more uh, because we do see shit. that when they come back quickly. But man, that was that was that's what they needed to get them over in that game, and he was definitely that spark that they needed, even though he only played that three minutes. So. You know, it's it's going to be tough for, for Dallas to, you know, even to take these next two games. Um, I'm surprised yeah. they got that late goal last night in overtime. Uh, you know, picking up Corey Perry and Pavelski is, you know, that's that's what they brought them in to do. And, man, they yeah. are, Corey Perry's going off. Um, you know, it looks like old Corey Perry from the Ducks, which makes me angry. Um, but it also makes me angry to see Pavs and him hugging. Man, yeah. ugh. It's weird. Want to knock him out, but um, <laughs> but yeah, Pavs has looked great too. Um, you know he's got to get his his temper in check so he doesn't take those stupid penalties. But you know I I'm with you. I, I think Lightning are going to take this series, and you know it, it could be Game Six tomorrow. So it, it is could. Game Six tomorrow, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying that they could be taking it tomorrow in Game Six. Oh, uh, the Lightning. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. I think they win next game. Yep. All right, let's head into the best segment of the week. Pour me another. We go off on about three to four topics, rapid fire. Uh, we want to make this quick. So let's start it off. The Pac-12 is back beginning November 7th. The SEC began play this weekend. Uh, what did you think of like our real first big college football weekend? Um, and, uh, you know, What's your thoughts on uh, college football and what's just what's going on around the NCAA? Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see the Pac-12 voted back in to uh, start playing and moving forward. I hope, you know, both them and the Big Ten, you know, are going to be that playoff eligible like, you know, we're hoping. Uh, I don't think my Cardinal are going to be great this year, especially with Dylan Bowles uh, leaving the backfield. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to see E.J. Smith. Um, that's going to be that's going to be fun. I hope he brings, you know, even even half of what his dad did. Hey, the, um, hey, the, you know, Emmett brought, hey that's Stanford be great. loves getting uh, old running back sons, dude. They got Barry Sanders kid. Yeah. No, Smith's kid. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's I, it's great. I hope I hope he does well. Um, you know, I you know, looking at this week's games, um, we had a lot of upsets, which doesn't surprise me with the limited camps. Man, Kansas State, Mississippi State with those big W's, uh, Texas Tech, South Carolina, Georgia, 
uh, sorry, Georgia Southern, you know, they almost upset a top 25, and I know these rankings are kind of whack right now, yeah. but, you know, they're, they are where they at, but, um, you know, they, they almost took the W there, they definitely covered the spread. Before I go, I just want to say, fight on, USC. Best school in the Pac-12, best school in the nation. But I'm stoked the Pac-12 is back, obviously. But most of all, I'm really stoked that we actually get to see the SEC play real football teams because this is the second time in Saban's tenure as Alabama's head coach that he'll have to play Power 5 schools on five consecutive weekends, which the Pac-12 does every year, which most other conferences do every year. So I'm excited to see the SEC have to play, especially after Mike Leach, who everybody said wouldn't be able to succeed in the vaunted SEC. He went in there and put up 600 yards of total offense on the defending national champion. So I'm tired of that shit, but I was stoked that football was back this weekend. Um, like you said, the top 25 rankings are kind of funky. It is whatever right now. But once we get into, uh, you know, Big Ten, Pac-12 play, like, I think we're actually going to have, like, a real national champion this year. So I'm very stoked to see what goes on. Yeah. All right. Our next one. So on Wednesday, we finally found out what happened in the mysterious Tyrod Taylor injury that dropped him minutes from the start of week two's, uh, you know, games. Uh, and now it's also kept him out of week three. So we found out that when administering a pain injection for his cracked rib, the team doctor punctured his lungs with that needle. Um, do you think the Chargers should be looking for a new team doctor? I think they are. They I think he already got fired. Um, but I mean, when this first sto- when this story first broke, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, what? Like an NFL team doctor put a quarterback in the hospital. But maybe he meant to do it because Herbert went out there and looked way better than Tarot Taylor. Like I don't mean I don't mean anything negative, but it kind of worked out for the day. But yeah, I mean it's still an unreal story, dude. Like those are those are the people you should be trusting. Yeah, yeah. I mean I think it's super unfortunate, but you know it's. You know, it's something Tyrod knew when, you know, getting that injection, that that is something that could happen. Um, I'm glad Tyrod has come out and backed the doctor. And, um, you know, I'm also glad that the NFL is opening an investigation about it, um, you know, just to have safe medical practices. Super unfortunate for Tyrod and the Chargers, but, you know, giving Herbert that extra NFL experience could be a huge, like, influence on him and his growth once Tyrod gets back. So, you know, it could have been, you know, something really good for Herbert to get these, you know, these reps in. So, um, you know, he'll be able to see what he needs to do to produce at that high level. So, it's a, you know, bittersweet there. Man, he's starting the rest of his life and in uh, LA but uh, alright let's move on Uh, last night UFC 253 we had reigning middleweight champion Israel Asadania versus Paula Costa Um, what did you think of that matchup last night Damn, like Izzy is the real deal. Um, dude, an eight inch reach advantage over Costa, like that's insane. You add his dodging ability and, you know, he he really lowers that big wrist of knockouts. You see at that middleweight, you know, class there. Um, 
Yeah, to be honest, I'm so damn hizzy, happy Izzy knocked him out. Like, Costa kind of took that shit talking to another level and it just turned to be annoying. And, you know, he deserved every damn punch to the face that he got. So, good job, Izzy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, I mean, Izzy's one of the best middleweights I've ever seen. I consider myself a casual MMA fan, but you know, I've been following Izzy for a while, and like he's always been one of my favorite fighters because he's just so like masterful with how he performs. And I mean, last night, like Paulo Costa really came in there and he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you," blah blah blah. But Izzy like really dissected him, dude. He like went after that leg in the beginning. He was just really, he was just really a tactician last night, and he kind of just exposed like how i mean paulo costa was definitely the best fighter in that division other than him yeah. and, like now i don't really think there's a contender for him um but last night too you know reyes he came off that should have been victory against john jones and he really looked unprepared and that was kind of surprising but it also goes into fighters like not making weight and shit like that like what's going on with the ufc really like with all these people not making weight and reyes coming in unprepared yeah Absolutely. All right, so last one for the week. We've got uh, on Monday and Tuesday, we saw the NFL fine coaches and their teams uh, for the head coaches not wearing masks on the sidelines. Coaches chalked up up to 100, excuse me, not up to, but a $100,000 fine, and teams got fined a whopping 250 um, Do you think these fines are justified, and do you think we'll see any coaches, or did you see any coaches this week with, you know, without those masks on? I saw John Gruden with the mask half on again. He was one of the coaches I got fined, but I mean, for me personally, like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, this is really all public perception because at the end of the day, they're all getting tested that the same amount of time. So it's like, it's the same thing with the NBA, like how the NBA tried to like socially distance the benches and stuff. It's like, dude, like they're all getting tested every single day. Like, what does it matter? Like, I know you just want to give off that public perception, but like, I don't know. It's just kind of weak, dude, in my opinion. Like, I don't, I, it just doesn't make sense is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, if out of any of the, the sports, I, I think baseball and football should have that precedent because they are allowing their players to be, you know, outside and, you know, in the real world. Um, you but know, they're still getting weeks. tested every day. I, no, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's that's tough. I think that 100K and 250K is, you know, a little excessive. But what I'm really surprised about is why the hell the Monday Night Football coaches weren't wearing their masks after they knew that they were going to get fined 100k um you know especially with their management like the the ownerships you know taking that 250k hit like i i'm surprised that those uh those owners didn't come out and say you're wearing the damn mask because i'm not you know taking another quarter million out of this this shortened or or at least uh money written year so yeah you you're definitely not lying yeah This is my favorite part of the week now because I am on a hot streak, at least on this show. Eight, two, and one. Uh, last week I gave y'all uh, Vegas plus five and a half at home against the Saints. Winner. 
I gave y'all Bam Adebayo over 31 and a half points, rebounds, assists. I even said take it up to 36 and a half. Winner. And how'd you do? Loser. <laughs> I went 0-2 <laughs> this week. I'm so disappointed. I had to take some kind of easy wins this week. But last week, I took that L with the Dallas uh, taking game two of the Stanley Cup Finals. Tampa Bay ended up winning that one. And I took the choke artists themselves, Atlanta Falcons, at three under. And they gave me another big L. So we'll get we'll get better picks this week. Hey, that's right, though. Stay positive. Let's keep it rolling. Atlanta was covering yep. that whole game, by the way. But what are your two best bets All right, so. this week? NHL is, is really kind of flip-flopped on me. I'm losing a lot of those, so I'm just going to go straight to NFL this week and take two NFL bets. Um, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and, uh, you know, auto-faith those New York Jets. So I'm going to take Denver Broncos at two-and-a-half-point favorites here. Um, you know, the the Broncos are really banged up. Um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be putting up any money on them if it weren't, you know, against the Jets here. Uh, they only put 10 up on the, the Bucks today, but, you know, it's uh, I, I think it's their prove-it game, and it's a prove-it game against an easy opponent. So, uh, right now, I'm I'm taking everybody up against the Jets, and this week it's Denver's turn. So, Denver minus two and a half. And for my second pick, I'm sticking to the NFL with the Indianapolis Colts taking the three-point favor here uh, against the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, Chicago Bears are, like we said earlier, the worst 3-0 team that this, uh, at least that I've seen. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's going to be a little bit different of a team because I don't think we're going to see Trubisky getting that, uh, that start with Foles throwing three touchdowns today. But the Colts are averaging almost 400 yards offense and holding their opponents to, you know, just over two per game. Um, you know, Bears lose Cohen today. I I really like this three-point spread, so I'm going to go Colts minus three. Jordan, what are you taking? My best bets of the week coming from the winner himself, the champion. Alright, so I'm going to give you all some real winners. I like the Chiefs plus three and a half tomorrow night. Like I said earlier, uh, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, 2-0 against Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson definitely plays some of his worst games against Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is 2-1 on Monday Night Football. His only loss was that crazy-ass Monday Night game against the LA Rams when it was like 53-51. to um, I really love the Chiefs here. Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback on the planet. Let's lock it up. Chiefs, three and a half. Love it. My second game is the first game against the Lakers and Heat. The early line is out. Lakers minus five. I told y'all earlier, uh, I just think that LeBron James is going to be too much for the Miami Heat. Anthony Davis, also a mismatch nightmare. I think that the Lakers are going to be able to break down the Heat just like they did everybody else. LeBron, AD, just way too much. I like the Lakers. Minus five nice. one. All right, let's let's make some money, and I, I better put out a good performance this week. But hey, 
That was our, the sports <laughs> half of our, uh, our podcast. And, you know, just uh, for all those other listeners who haven't maybe caught our podcast before, this is where we check back in with our beers that we, uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. So, Jordan, tell me, how is that squatters, yes. uh, that double IPA, that 9%? Bro, it's good. It's too good. I'll be <laughs> drinking it like it's like it's like a, a pilsner. I mean, it's look at the color, dude. It's light, even like yeah. super light. Um, but man, it definitely catches up to you. I'm a little buzzed right now, but uh, I like it, dude. I'll de- I would definitely buy it again. What's, I would what's definitely our taste? I give it uh taste. It does taste fruity. The hops are really good. Um, okay. It's a good beer, man. It's definitely a good beer. I give it a, I okay. give it a four out of five. So I would, I would buy it again nice. and drink it again for sure. All right. So I had the uh, the two different beers. The first one was that New World Ales Air Kolsch Two. Uh, this was the one out of San Jose. Um, it was, it was good. It really kind of reminded me of a Pilsner. Um, you know, it was a, a really light beer. Uh, you know, kind of honey-y um, and definitely had that citrus taste to it. Um, for Kolsch, it was, it was pretty good. I'm going to give it a 3.9 out of 5. It's definitely something that I drink again. Um, uh, but it was, it wasn't outstanding. Um, I wouldn't put it up in that, you know, that 4 or above. So that one was, that one was pretty good. The second beer that I had was the Dunlow Brewery, and that was the Mental Thoughts. Um, this one has an, an awesome can art to uh, definitely go check it out on our Instagram page. Um, this was, this was good. It had, yes. uh, you know, some Nelson hops in it, hops in it to make it smooth. Um, you know, very citrusy. The only beef that I had was this was it's, it's a heavy, heavy beer, um, kind of bready and you know, it, it, you, you can't drink a lot of these. Um, so this was a six percenter. Um, I'm going to put this one at a 3.75. It was good, but, you know, because it's so heavy, um, just the heaviness of the, the drinking it, uh, I'm going to put it a little bit lower. So good beers, definitely ones I'll, I'll drink again, uh, but definitely might not go uh, out of my way for it. So. Yeah. All right, so that was Taproom Sports, everyone. Thank you yeah. for listening. Uh, make yes, sure sir. to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at Taproom Sports Podcast. Um, check out our website at Taproom, or sorry, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. Make sure to check out APR, well, the annexation of Puerto Rico, checking out all of those week four games, you know, getting those uh, best bets in early so you can get those good lines. That's going to drop on Thursday. So check that out. Jordan, I'll see you next week. Uh-huh.